Life Audio. Hello. Thank you for listening to your daily Bible verse, the podcast that examines one verse each day to learn more about God and His will for our lives. I'm your host, Grace Fox, and after this short word from our sponsor, we'll dive into today's Bible verse. Galatians 6 9. Did you know that the Salvation Army not only provides services to those in need, but we also produce a network of Christian podcasts you can listen to on your favorite podcast store? One of these shows, Words of Life, is a 15 minute weekly show featuring interviews, testimonies, Bible studies, and more. In April, we'll once again hear from author and pastor Natalie Runyon. She has created a new six-week discipleship course for women to talk about community, women in leadership, accountability, and more. We want discipleship to be what's drawing people, not bounce houses. They're more likely to come back and not just to be entertained. Even in me, you know, making him have to pry it from my hands, he was still saying, but I have something better. It was because of the redeemed saying so, of telling the story of what God had done. When we point people to him, they're going to want to know him. Listen to Words of Life on your favorite podcast store or visit wordsoflifepodcast.org. Today's Bible verse is Galatians 6, 9. So let's not get tired of doing what is good. At just the right time, we will reap a harvest of blessing if we don't give up. Several years ago, I experienced a series of disappointments in my writing career. A book I'd written didn't take off as I'd imagined. Over the next couple of years, I wrote several book proposals, but received one rejection after another. Then my agent said she'd taken me as far as she could in my career, and after much prayer, she felt it was best to end our contract in hopes that another agent could do more for me. I shed a few tears and journaled my thoughts. I figured that maybe it was time to stop pursuing my dream of writing for publication. Maybe all the work involved wasn't worth it anymore. Maybe it was time to go out and get a real job. Discouragement overwhelmed me. I'd grown tired of doing what was good. The Apostle Paul addressed this matter of not giving up doing what's good with the believers in Galatia who were busy serving their community. Let's not get tired, he wrote. Using the words, let us, implied that this was a problem common to many, including himself, the greatest missionary of all time. While the New Living Translation uses the word tired, other versions say weary or discouraged. It denotes reaching the point of utter exhaustion in our efforts to do good for the sake of others. Oh, how easily that can happen. Fighting spiritual battles can be draining. Dealing with people who criticize or who want to take from us without ever giving back, that can make us weary from the inside out. Trying our best to meet the many ongoing needs around us can deplete us physically, mentally, emotionally, and spiritually. Nothing positive happens when we get tired of doing good. We become apathetic towards those we've been serving. We begin to resent our investment of time and energy with few or no obvious results. 
We throw our hands up in the air and walk away. Demonstrating this attitude or behavior while professing to be followers of Jesus hurts our testimony. This is one reason Paul encouraged the Galatians to keep on keeping on, not tiring of doing what was good. His words here run parallel to his teaching in 2 Thessalonians 3.13, where he said, As for the rest of you, dear brothers and sisters, never get tired of doing good. Then Paul made a promise with a condition. First, the promise, at the right time, they would reap a harvest of blessing. The words reap a harvest carry the picture of cutting ripe grain and putting it into bundles. Then came the condition, if we don't give up. Now, imagine a bow with a string that's gone limp. It's no longer good for its intended purpose. An archer could never use a bow in that condition to shoot an arrow. That's the picture here. If the Galatians relaxed or lost their passion for God's purpose for them, they would no longer be able to fulfill their intended purpose. So, how can we apply what Paul is teaching here? First, let's remember our why. That's our motivation for doing good in the first place. It's not to earn points with God. He doesn't work that way. We do good because it's part of God's plan for us. He wants us to make an eternal difference in the lives of those around us. Ephesians 2.10 says, For we are God's masterpiece. He has created us anew in Christ Jesus, so we can do the good things He planned for us long ago. Sowing seeds of goodness reflects Christ's love and light and brings hope and healing to our hurting world. Second, let's remember who we work for. Colossians 3.23 says, Work willingly at whatever you do, as though you were working for the Lord rather than for people. So we don't do good for others to gain their approval or applause. We do it for Jesus because He paid the ultimate sacrifice to give us freedom. It's a way we can express our gratitude to this One who has done the ultimate good for us. Third, let's seek to do good not in our human strength, but in God's strength. In the chapter prior to the one where today's verse is found, Paul wrote about the fruit of the Holy Spirit. When we live surrendered to Him, He produces fruit that naturally results in our doing good. When He controls us, we don't have to push or strive to sow seeds of goodness. He does it through us. That's the secret to our strength in this regard. Living surrendered to Him and working cooperatively with Him gives us all we need to persevere, to keep on doing good even when we see few results. When I grew tired in my writing endeavors, I cried out to God and asked Him to show me what I should do. Should I change direction, or should I keep on working despite the disappointments? My phone rang about five hours after I prayed this prayer. A woman I didn't know was on the other end. She introduced herself and said, I've never phoned an author before, but today I felt compelled to call you and say, your book, Moving from Fear to Freedom, has changed my life. Please keep writing. That was the title of the book that didn't come out of the gate as as quickly or as successfully as I thought it should. 
Here was a woman calling me out of the blue to let me know that that book had changed her life. I shed a few more tears, but these were tears of joy and gratitude. God knew I was tired, and he sent me a loving, powerful confirmation to not give up. That book is still available wherever Christian books are sold, and it's been translated into Polish and Romanian. I've written nine more books that have brought hope to countless readers, and none of this would have happened if I'd chosen to give up when I felt weary. My friend, what has God called you to do? Be kind to a neighbor who's not so nice? Pray for a prodigal child? Love a spouse who isn't easy to get along with? Perhaps pour your life into someone who has struggled with addictions or mental health issues? Does he want you to persevere in a difficult work situation? Be encouraged today. If you are where God has called you, then remember you are there by his design. Remember too that Jesus has done the ultimate good for you and doing good to others in your situation is a way of expressing gratitude to him. And above all, persevere in the power of his Holy Spirit. Let him fill and control you and produce in you the fruit that will result in goodness. Don't give up. Don't tire of doing good. In God's perfect time, you will receive a harvest of blessing. May I pray for you? Father, thank you for knowing our limitations and understanding why we sometimes feel weary of doing good. When we don't see results for our efforts, please remind us that a harvest takes time to grow. May your Holy Spirit in us develop patience and perseverance as we wait and as we work. And may you be glorified in all we do. In Jesus' precious name, amen. Thank you for listening to Your Daily Bible Verse, a production of Life Audio and the Salem Web Network. If you enjoyed this episode, would you leave us a rating and review in your favorite podcast app? It helps us connect to more listeners like you. This episode was produced by Kelly Gibbons and Stephen Sanders, with executive oversight by Stephen McGarvey. We want to thank our wonderful hosts, Jennifer Slattery and Grace Fox. You can hear more from Jennifer by visiting jenniferslatterylivesoutloud.com. And you can find out more from Grace by visiting gracefox.com. For more inspirational, faith-affirming podcasts, visit lifeaudio.com. Christmas. For most kids, it's the most joyful time of the year. But this Christmas, 1.5 million children will spend the holiday separated from a parent because their mom or dad is behind bars. Prison Fellowship Angel Tree needs churches in our communities to volunteer to bless local children with a gift, the gospel, and a loving message from their parent. I believe this is an incredible opportunity for our listeners to share the love of Jesus this Christmas. Many of Prison Fellowship's partner churches continue ministry to local Angel Tree families after Christmas is over. Through this ongoing care, Prison Fellowship Angel Tree strengthens and encourages families every day. 
Angel Tree wouldn't be possible without the help of faithful volunteers. If you're ready to make an eternal impact in your community, please register today at angeltree.org backslash church. That's angeltree.org backslash church. Miracles are everywhere. Let our adventure begin! Discover Pure Flix, your premium streaming service where faith and family values come home. Ready to have some fun? The most exclusive selection of quality, wholesome movies and series that will uplift your spirit. A man can argue whether God exists. But when he looks at his daughters, he knows. With new arrivals every week. Unbelievable. Save big and enjoy the possibilities like invitations to exclusive theatrical screenings. I see it, so I believe it. Find out more by joining today at pureflix.com. No matter what you're going through, you are not alone. Sis, if you've experienced pain in your father-daughter relationship, I want you to know that you are loved and seen. I'm Kia Stevens, host of the Hope for Women with Father Wounds podcast, and I created my show to help you exchange your father wounds for the love of God the Father. Join me for encouragement, wisdom, and scripture. Just search Hope for Women with Father Wounds on lifeaudio.com or wherever you get your podcast.